Put your hands together for Jesus. Forever, oh Lord, the word is settled in heaven. Is it settled in heaven forever? Father, we thank you because your word is settled already in heaven. None of your word will go without fulfillment in the mighty name of Jesus. As we go into your word right now, Father, speak your word into our life in the mighty name of Jesus. That word you want us to hold on to, Father, don't let it go bypass us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Put your hand together as to have your seat. Today, I will be sharing something related to the word of God. Because we have declared this year as the word of God. I want to share the word of God today, titled, The Word of God is Alive and Active. It's what? The word of God is alive and active. That is my message for you today. And I want you to hold on to that. Turn with me to Hebrew. Hebrew 4. Verse 12 to 13. Hebrew 4, verse 12 to 13. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no cre creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Praise the Lord. I will read from NIV, For the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of the earth. Psalm 119, verse 89. He says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Jesus was talking, he said, that the feed was the word, and the seed was the word of God. Why emphasis on the word of God this year? The word of God is permanent. That is Psalm 119 verse 89. That's what the Psalm 89 is trying to tell us. There was never a time that there is no word of God. Because in the book of John, Chapter 1, we discover that they said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That means even before creation, if you look at Genesis, God said, let there be light. And we have been informed here that in the beginning was the Word, 
And the word was God. And the word was with God. That means before the light, before the creation of the light, there was an illumination of the word itself. Before the creation, before let there be light, there already illumination of the word. So before anything was brought into existence, the light is already existing. And that word was so powerful that he commanded and said, let there be light. And there was what? There was light. Brethren, your respect for work of God Your, I mean, your respect for God is determined by how you respect his word. A nation is giving law. If you don't respect the law of that nation, you are not respecting the, the nation. The word of God needs to be respected. His commandments need to be respected. What he has instructed us to do needs to be obeyed. That is the word of God. So, to measure how you respect God, how you respect His Word, we determine that. So, as this year has been declared the year of the Word, the Bible itself, we do say, is the, a sword with two edges. Jeremiah recorded in the book of Jeremiah 23, verse 29. He said, Is not my word like a fire, say the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. If you don't understand what a rock is, look around. You will see those hills. Even there, 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 there are metamorphic rocks that settle after longer period. But brethren, I'm telling you, rock is not something that is easy to be, break, to be broken. And the Bible is confirming that the wall of God is like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. The same Jeremiah 5.14 say, Therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, Because you speak this word, Behold, I will make my words in your mouth fire. So as you study those Bible references this year, you need to learn how to speak them. You need to learn how to put them in your mind, in your brain, in your memory, that if anything happens, you'll be able to quote his word. God is saying that because you speak his word, he will make his word in your mouth to be fire. And when you have this kind of power, it shows that, yes, God is with you. So, to our scripture, we say, for the word of God is living and active. I want you to know that if you look at verse 12, he said the word of God is living and active. When some, something is alive, when somebody is living with, that means it's alive. So the word of God is alive. And for the word of God to be alive, let's look at 1 Peter 1, 23. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the internal living wall of God. Let's put our hand together for Jesus. Because you are here, 
You are having the assurance from the world that your new life will last forever. The word of God is living. It's alive. That is what Hebrew is saying. That for the word of God is living. That word of God is alive. And for the word of God to be active. Say, living and active. Because the word of God is always active. And what happens when the word of God is active? The word caught open. The word itself, it cuts open. It breaks into pieces. Again, I'm going back to that Hebrew. For the word of God is alive and sharp and active. Sharper than two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. So when it is active, the word of God cut open. I don't know what that thing that is becoming solid in your life. You command the word of God into it, it will cut it open. In the mighty name of Jesus. So study the word of God this year and hold on to it that he's going to cut open every difficulties in your life. Every challenges in your life, the word of God is very active. Active, it will call them open in Jesus' name. And when it is active, only the word of God can show us who we are. Because the word of God is active, that is only the word of God can receive, can reveal who we are. The word of God is an x-ray machine. It's like a mud that you are using rod to heat and people are passing. When you hit a mud, it will splash. When the word is being pronounced, your conscience will keep telling you, your conscience will keep reminding you that, am I not the one that pastor is talking to? Because that word is revealing to you who you are. As you study those Bible references that is in the calendar, you will discover that many of those things will reveal to you who you are. It's not every time, God bless me, God killed my enemy. No, not every time. At times the world will tell you who you are. Even though we will pretend that, okay, maybe not me at this moment. You are the one. So the word of God reveal who you are. The question is, are you allowing the word of God to work in your life? So when the word of God is active, it heals. No, the Lord will never leave you on that operation table. We just had a testimony a few minutes ago. God never abandoned his child. He said he had a dream. He was being dragged. But the father and the mother, they share the word of God to him. They assure him. That is how powerful the word of God is. Jesus spoke the word of God that go home. The girl is healed. He spoke the word to those miracles that he has performed. Go, your faith heal you. It's just the word. There was never any injection or any drug. It's the word of God. And that word is alive. It's alive and it's still active. Hebrews 4.16 Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and grace 
to help us in our time of need. The question here is, is the word of God reigning in your life? Be assured that the word of God heals you. So what happens when the word of God is alive? You grow. And that is what the church wants you to do this year. They want you to grow spiritually. Everyone, myself, yourself, all of us, we need to grow. Brethren, the messages you are hearing from here every week, is not enough for you to grow. It's not enough for you. Okay, let's put it this way. If you don't study the word, only Friday, Friday, tonic, or maybe in your home country, Sunday, Sunday, tonic, you are hearing. Without studying the word, it's not enough. How many of us can take dinner this night? I never take dinner until next week. Is that possible? It's not possible. So the word of studying the word of God is like giving ourselves spiritual nourishment to balance our spiritual life. As you need to eat your diet daily, you need to study the word of God daily. Don't wait till next Friday. Study it. Even if it is just one verse. It's not just to read. Pastor have directed that we should read. No. Read and comprehend. Read and understand. Read and bring out so many interpretations to it. If you don't know what to do, send WhatsApp message to me. If I cannot answer your question, I will send to the council. If the council cannot answer it, we will call pastor. Praise the Lord. But God is good. All the time. So, if you don't study the word of God, you will spiritually become lean and bony. So, you need to make that word of God alive in your life. You must study the word of God constantly in order for you to grow. Because word of God is alive. It allows you to grow. And Holy Spirit will always be there to help you, to direct you, to assist you, to guide you. To have this word of God. And when you understand this word of God, it's not just for yourself. Teach other people. Teach your children. Teach your friends. Teach your neighbor. Teach your colleagues in the office. We are blessed in this church that every Friday we are having the word of God. Correct? Every evening, some people are having the word of God again in the home cell. Bible study. Some are on Mondays. Again, within the week, we always have the opportunity to share, to pray on the word of God. So, what you are hearing here, brethren, is not enough. If you don't study the word, how do you know what I'm telling you is even correct? If I, if, if I begin to tell you the other way around, there are people that have turned it the other way around to suit them, to favor what they want. How will you know that I'm telling you the truth? How will you be able to correct yourself? So the word of God is alive to make us grow. Through personal devotion, you'll be able to know that, yes, what you are hearing from this pulpit is correct. And how do you do this? How do you grow in the word of God? Part of it is to take notes when messages are going on. It is so easy now that technologically you can also use your devices to take notes. 
If you are not taking notes, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So everybody is taking notes. So take notes so that you can reveal later. You can go back to it and study it. You need to take notes during the messages for you to reveal later if you have been fed correctly. For you to check if what you had is correct. Attending home self and Bible studies are part of the area where you can um, have the word of God study. So make the word of God active and alive in you. Then it will always be in your mouth as God will make it a fire in your mouth. So whatever you bind on earth shall be established in heaven when you have the word of God. Because you are a child of authority. Because as a child of God, whenever you decree, God is there to answer you. The word of God will always encourage you. It will always also rebuke you. It will always, always, and, um, always make you to understand that yes, you are leaving the track. You are derailing. That is word of God, what he will do in your life to remind you. So the message you are hearing here every Friday is just to feed you. But importantly, take note and study whether what you had, whether the Bible quoted is correct. Whether the analysis is correct. So God will continue to help us in Jesus' name. So you need, to, you need to listen to the word of God. You need to even eat it, to taste it. Because when it becomes part, part and parcel of you, it will be like food for you. It will be like something you are tasting every time. You need to meditate on it and apply it and, and walk in it, in the work of God, in the word of God. Hebrews 5, 13 to 14. For everyone who partake only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he, for he is a babe, but solid fruit belongs to those who are full of age. That is, that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. When you understand the word of God, you will be able to distinguish between evil and evil. Matthew 7, 24 says, Therefore, Every, everyone who hears this word of mine I put them into practice like a wise man who built his house on the rock. That is Matthew 7, 24. Ephesians 4, 14 says, Then we shall no longer be children carried by the wave and blown about by every shifting wind of the teaching of deceitful people who lead us into order into error by the trick they invent. That is why you need to study the word. If somebody has just come to you, begin to, our father who was in heaven, is telling you they are your late parents, they are your late father in heaven. If you don't study, you will get confused. But because you know the word, nobody will misinterpret this word for you. In fact, you yourself, you have to be a teacher to teach others when you understand the word of God. By becoming teacher, you are no longer taking meek. You are taking solid. <coughs> Hebrews 5, 
when you read through 11 and 14, he's talking about you yourself, you ought to become teacher. You need to teach somebody. Don't just be relying on elementary. Teach somebody. See how you can eat solid food. Solid food means you become mature in the word of God. It's not just to say that. Let's read it. In fact, though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truth of God's word. All over again. You need meek. Not solid food. And anyone who lives on meek, being still an infant. If you live on meek, you are, you are an infant. It's not acquainted with the teaching about the righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Paul was talking here. It was not that Paul was not teaching them. Paul said you already be a teacher yourself. You ought to become a teacher yourself. There are a lot of people here with potential to teach our children. To teach in the home cell. But we are hiding in, behind the person that sits behind us. Not necessarily here. A lot of us, in our various home cells, we have talent to teach. We have talent to, to, to let people know more about the word of God. But because we are already having our home cell leader, Okay, it's my own cell leader. Let him continue. No. Bring yourself out from your shell. Let them realize that, yes, you yourself, you understand the word of God. It is our responsibility to know and disseminate the word of God to those who have never heard it. But if you don't understand, you cannot spread the word. The joy of leadership of TBOLF and the kingdom of God is for you to mature and grow spiritually because the word of God is alive. Because the word of God is active. By the time you are living no man, let people back home see the difference. And they will ask you, have you gone to seminary school? You say yes. I attended discipleship training. That is why those things are being organized here. That is why we are having those Bible study and everything. The church don't want you to depend on milk. They want you to have the solid. Discipleship will soon start again by February. Are you still waiting for the milk or you want to take solid? Always remember that the work of God is always active, and is alive. Amen. Don't feel ashamed at all. Study the word. Don't feel ashamed. First Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.15 Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly doing, rightly dividing the word of the truth. You don't need to be ashamed. The book of Joshua 1.8 This book of law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night. Brethren, if you read another version of uh, Hebrew 4.12 I think that's the version that uh, Brother Matthew read. 
There's a great power in the word of God. Let's see Hebrew 12. Uh, Hebrew 4 verse 12. In New King James Version. But the word of God is living and powerful. The other version says living and active. This one is saying is powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. There are powers in the word of God. And some of this power, quickly, I will let us know. Psalm 102, uh, 107 verse 20. The world heals. He sent his world and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. That is the power of the world. As we have prayed for that little girl in ICU in India, we have sent our word in Jesus' name. And he will deliver her in the mighty name of Jesus. The word, the word makes people free. That is the power of the word. It makes people free. John 8:32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You will only know this when you have the word of God. When you understand the word of God, it's the word of God only that can set you free. We had here last week, uh, not last week, this week, on the first in the morning. Psalm 119 verse 130. The entrance of your word gives light. We had here that your word is light to my feet. Lamp to my path. Praise the Lord. So that is the power in the, in the word of God. It illuminates. It bear witness. John 20, 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus, Christ, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you may have life in his name. You will bear witness with him. The word produces faith. Romans 10, 17. So then, faith comes by hearing. What do you hear? You hear the word. Hearing by the word of God. So it produces faith. That is what the word of God can do. The word of God makes one wise. That is in the second book of Timothy. 3, 15 to 17. If you read that. It exalts. Second Timothy 4, 2. It rejoices the heart. That is Jeremiah 15, 16. It regenerates. It regenerates. That is taken from the book of James 1, 18. In book of Acts 18, 11, it teaches. The word of God teaches. Our source of joy is the word of God. Again, Psalm 119, verse 47, verse 97, and verse 162. It is a source of joy. That is the power in the world. It is a standard of conduct. That is Titus 2, 5. It is a source of new life. That is taken from the first Peter. 1.23 It is a spiritual food 
First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. In Isaiah 50, it makes it clear that he sustained. He sustained. That those are the power in the word of God. I have many lists here. He determined the destiny. That is Matthew 12, 36 and 37. The world have power that is profiting. There are a lot of profit in the word of God. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is living. And the word of God, like we have read, is like a two-edged sword. It's like a hammer that pieces the rock into pieces. The word of God is quick. You need to study the word. It's quick. The word of God is spirit. And the word of God is what? It's Jesus. You need to allow Jesus into your life. This year they have been declared the year of the world, which is Jesus. You need to give Jesus chance in your life. You need to allow him to come into your life so that you can benefit, you can have the profit that's related to the word of God. And when you understand the word of God, it will profit you in every aspect of life. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All scripture is God's bread and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness to equip us for godly, prosperous living. Again, if you go back to Joshua 1, 6 to 8, he said, be strong and courageous. Brethren, I'm encouraging you this year, be strong and courageous to study the word of God. You cannot do it alone. Do it jointly with your family. You need the faith to do it. You need to be profitable in the word of God. Have faith in the word of God. The children of Israel, some of them could not enter the promised land because they don't have faith in the work of God. What does this mean? It means that there is danger in unbelief. There is danger. If you don't believe the word of God, it's very dangerous. Nevertheless, let your faith encourage you for the word of God. Matthew 24, 35 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Whatever has been pronounced to your life by God, it will happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 48. The grass wither, the flower fade. But the word of God, the, but the word of our God stand for when? Forever. Let's read together. Look at the look at look up or if you have your Bible there. Let's read together. The grass wither and the flower fall. But the word of God is stand forever. So brethren, stand firm in the word of God and the power of living word of God and the power of active word of God. It endures forever. John 6, 63, our promise for this year. 
The spirit gives life. The flesh can't for nothing. The word has spoken to you as spirit and they are life. In this particular chapter, if you read it, you will discover that Jesus Christ was emphasizing on the importance of, of his word. I want you to read your chapter at your, at your various homes. So, Jesus Christ was emphasizing on the importance of his word. Brethren, have faith. The word of Jesus is literally alive and active. It's a living word. God bless you, sir. The word of God is powerful and is alive. It's not dead. It's like a roaring lion moving up and down to fight for you. So I'm encouraging you to know the promise of God for you this year. Because we need to study the word. So anchor your faith with the powerful work of God. You will always walk in victory because the word of God is full of power. The word of God is safe. The word of God heals. The word of God delivers. The word of God is the only source of blessing. Put your faith in the word of God and you will see the reward. The authority, the leadership of this church I've given you, you don't have to struggle. Where am I going to read? Keep on to the word of God. And God will show, at the end of the year, you will testify to the glory of God. May God bless his word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If God has, God has spoken to you personally, you have to shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That's good. Yes, indeed. The word is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And we, as we say that we are his children, Word cannot be separate us or we cannot be separated from the word. So the word of God should be our food. That's why he said, I am the bread of life. Amen? Amen? <clears throat> Let's pray for the fast. Father God, we thank you for your servant whom you are used to speak your word this day. Father, indeed you have spoken to each and every one of our hearts. As you started this year with your word, help us to remain and abide with your word throughout our life. Lord, let your anointing be upon your servant in abundance in the days to come, so that he will be a channel of blessings for many more. Let your will be done. Let your name be glorified. As we come to the communion table, which you prepared for us, Lord, we pray for it. This is, once again, it's a privilege for us coming together in union 
to take the bread and also take part in this blood which was shed for us lord that reminds us you gave your life for us we live because you live you are the same yesterday today and forever as you gave us the life help us to remind in this love in this life all the days of our life of father let the people see that we are a living christian we live only by your word we thank you for it father now we pray for the bread and also the wine which was kept before us sanctify it as you are coming together to have it lord give us the nourishment to our physical body as well as spiritually we will be lord blessed and we our eyes will be open when we take the bread and the wine of father help us once again to remember why and how you gave your life for us thank you once again for this table in jesus name we pray as we pray as we know that this table which kept for us it is not just for a ritual and it is an ordinance of the new testament churches and it is a commandment not an optional as i said in the on first from the beginning you can see the salvation from the creation it is optional and uh, choice is ours to choose but when we come to the table it is a commandment let us read the scripture quickly you will find out how the emphasis is given do this in remembrance of me i will read first corinthians chapter 11 verses from 23 for i have received from the lord that i which i also delivered to you that the lord jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and the drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes therefore whoever eats and this bread or drink this cup of the lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the lord but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the lord's body so dear children of god once again it is a reminder and it is a reminder in the sense for us to come together in union 
union among ourselves and also with the more than all we take part with the lord himself jesus christ and also it is a time to remember and reminder to proclaim the lord's word to this world so when we take it let us once again be reminded of we are called to proclaim the gods in the lord's death into this world and also when we come to the lord we should come with reverence as we started this day we have to come to the lord with reverence we should not come very casually or you are not forced to come here and understand the truth unless you are convicted by you even there are many believers if you the spirit of god reminds you that you have any guilt in you please better to stay back and you are convinced to let to go and take come take part in this table you are most welcome to join us and also you have to examine yourself as i said so do not come casually and uh, it has to be done as we said with the other believers and brethren and this has to be taken as as often as possible that's what the scripture says since we use it once in a month and it is so precious to us it is so precious to us we are very much privileged to be in this house and also we are very much privileged to take part in this communion table if you are a child of god you are convinced you are led to go forth and take part in this shout hallelujah yes let us come as ashes leaves you just to cooperate with ashes come in order thank you
Father, to 
Church shall be right. We just heard the word of God say that the word of God is alive and active. I want to show how that word of God is alive and active in your life. The body, the bread that we took and the cup that we drank that is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 24 to 25. It says, when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after the cup, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my body. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. The bread that we have taken reminds us one thing of his death. That's the one thing that it reminds us. And that is what God is asking us. What is it that you need to put to death? You have taken this body. You have taken my bread. But there are certain things that are not being put to death in our lives. Whatever we have carried in 2019... We need to put to death to start with God for 2020. I do not know what it is. Only you know. The cup reminds us of a new covenant. The cup is reminding us. Listen, I have made a covenant with you. God is asking us for 2020. What is the covenant you are going to make with me? He says, I have kept my word. And he has done, because he says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. God has kept his covenant. But he is asking us, where is your covenant with me? I will read two scriptures, Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Isaiah 43. And that is the word that you are going to hold on for 2020. Forget the former things, and do not dwell on the past. See... I'm going to do, I'm going, doing a new thing. Now it springs up. 
a new thing is going to spring up for 2020. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Your wilderness is going to turn into a wonderful land with pastures for 2020. Receive it in Jesus' name. Your 2020, he says, I will never leave you. My presence will go before you. And one more scripture, Jeremiah 29, and we all know it, is a scripture that we need to hold on for 2020. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Every plan, whatever you had for 2019, Lord, I turn it back and I give it to you. That 2020 will be your plans and not mine, Father. Plans to prosper you. God says, I am going to prosper you and not harm you. No harm will be your portion in Jesus' name from the Father. Plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. So 2020, may God's presence never depart from you. Amen. May you walk in His word and with authority, in power, and above all, in love. May that be our portion for 2020 in Jesus' name. Let us bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for your word that came. Your word is alive. And Father, we believe, Master. We want your word to dwell in us. Thank you for making all things new for us. Thank you that for everything that has been in our past, that you're going to take it away and move it away, Lord God. Father, we thank you. Even the bad things that have taken place in our lives, you are going to turn it into good for us in Jesus' name. We pray for your spirit to lead us this year. We ask that you will guide us in our decisions and that our hearts will be turned deeply in tune to you. We ask that you will open doors needed to be opened and close doors that needed to be shut tight. We ask that you would help us to release our grip on things that you have said no, that we will let go, Father. We ask for help to pursue you first above every other dream and above every other desire in our hearts that we will put you first. We ask for wisdom, for strength, for power to be constantly in our lives, Father. We pray that we would make decisions only based on your word, Father. We pray that you will keep us away from every snare of the enemy, from every trap and temptation of the enemy. We pray that your protection will be over our families, over our friends, over everyone around us, Lord God. Father, we pray that your hand will watch over us, Lord God, that you will keep us safe, Master. You will never let our steps slip, Lord God. You will make us stand on solid ground, Master. Give us grace for 2020. We will be faithful to you, Lord God. We confess our needs to you, Lord God, believing that you are the God who supplies our needs, Daddy. We ask that you will be our defense and our rear guard. Lord, please lead us on, on level ground, Father. We pray that you will help us to prosper and succeed in every way, Lord God. Daddy, we thank you. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. Father, give us grace that for 2020, the cross will be before us. The world will be behind us. That we will love truth. And Father, we pray that the fruit of your spirit will be evident in our lives. That love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
and self-control will be our portion in Jesus name we thank you for your word father today may your word sink into our hearts Lord God and help us to be doers of your word in Jesus name we pray amen before we could say the, the grace those of you who want your forms for the discipleship classes please collect them from the ushers if you have not started it's a good place to start if for some reason you are stopped in between don't let anything stop you for 2020 2020 will be a year of closeness with God amen let's share the grace may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the love of God the Father the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore amen surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever for the last time and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever may that be a portion in Jesus name be blessed this year